Hey, everybody. Welcome to Hearts and Hooves, Turquoise and Trauma. It's been a while since we've seen and heard from everyone. So we just wanted to jump on and talk about kind of what's going on in the lives of Hearts and Hooves, Turquoise and Trauma. So it's Katie here and Tisa, I'm on the other side. So we're we have been we have been really busy, both Katie and I. And I guess it's that time of year in North Dakota. And we are going we are looking forward to some scheduled guests pretty soon. But right now we're just going to catch up. Right, Katie? Absolutely. Yeah. Next Monday, we have somebody really, really cool. Somebody local. She's kind of a hero. She's coming on. So we'll have that up next week. But for this week, it is us. So Tisa. I don't even think, I know we've talked a little bit about it on our Facebook page, but what is the magazine all about? Can you tell us? What's your mission with that? Well, that's what actually has been kind of blowing up a little bit, and we're incorporating the podcast, which was kind of the forerunner and our lives, but it is called Dakota Horse Magazine, and it's an online um, magazine and events calendar featured around everything equine, everything around North Dakota, and possibly beyond. But just like this podcast, the more we do it, we find out that we just have everything we need right here in our local scene and around the state. And it's basically featuring any event or um, industry or youth or person involved in horses that we can get our hands on. Um, tell their story, tell results, talk about horses, and then, of course, advocate for the horse because we have all these horse owners across the state, new, young, old, but there's always things happening that we can learn to help make our ride better and just focus on North Dakota and horses. I guess that's what it's all about. Awesome. So this weekend, um, you had a really unique opportunity to um, kind of talk with the winners, the round winners, the aggregate winners of the Badland Circuit Finals. So tell us a little bit about the adrenaline and really how you saw horses, like how horses played such an integral part of their life and who they are and what it was like meeting some of the, the best in our, you know, the best in the world. There was NFR competitors and certainly the best in our region. Well, we were kind of... um lucky lucky in this aspect um my husband and I have both rodeoed forever and we haven't got to go to a lot of the pro rodeos because we've been doing these other things with kids and just focusing on North Dakota rodeos so seeing a lot of the people that we know and that you kind of forget about even the parents that have been there since we were 20 or whatever that was just aside from getting asked to interview some winners and be on stage a little bit just seeing some of our people like Jay and Melinda. I have some friends from South Dakota. I hadn't saw them for a while. Their son was in the circuit finals. They're from Deadwood and just getting to see them. And I mean, there was so many people and I know my husband did too. And then everybody in North Dakota, like at the trade show. So this event was at the Badlands circuit finals, which is um, part of the circuit system across um, America that's part of the PRCA, the Professional Rodeo Cowboys. So the circuit systems were set up kind of as a stepping stone to win money to get to the NFR or start, um, uh, how would I say it, 
it's not necessarily a stepping stone, but even if you're a professional rodeo cowboy and you still have a job at home, you still have access to rodeos to be able to compete at the pro level. And, and the top two of the circuit or the aggregate get to go on to, it it has been Kissimmee, Florida, and that money counts towards the NFR. Now it's going to be Colorado Springs. So um, Bailey Pro Rodeo, I had just worked with them enough and they saw what the magazine was doing and they just asked if I could come um, line up some people and interview on stage and then do round winners. So the beauty of that was there was some other people lined up I wasn't thinking was going to happen, but it was Bob Tallman, who's one of the most infamous Pro Rodeo announcers. He's been in the industry. He was telling stories that dated back from 1962. So hearing the history of rodeo and the evolution of rodeo, which we all see it on the Cowboy Channel now, but that that didn't just happen. It did just happen, but it's been the foresight of so many cowboys running at hundred dollar rodeos, not thousands and thousands of dollar rodeos. So Wayne Herman was there as well. He's a legendary bareback rider from North Dakota in the Cowboy Hall of Fame. He was on stage and we talked about that, how North Dakota starts with these little rodeos like when he was a kid he just went to youth play days and he said how that made such an impact and how the volunteers there and the committee members didn't have to be there but that's where he got his start and then it elaborated into Bob Tallman talking about every rodeo mattering every play day that's put on is building a legacy and a heritage and a history for what we have now and if people weren't doing that at a local level we wouldn't have pro rodeo so that was kind of absolutely blew me away that I was going to get to talk that talk and then as far as the round winners go if if you know they're a round winner they're on the rough stock in what I was amazed by and it has happened the last two weeks because I went to the Brad Germanson um, match bronc riding in Newtown the week prior and what I see from the rough stock end is how important the stock under them is and how much they truly do love horses. It's not like they're riding them and they're their pet every day, but they are the stock contractors. The stock contractors put so much energy, time, effort into building those horses up just like they would a barrel horse on the performance side. You just handle them differently, right? And the the quality of feed that it takes and the foresight and how the Bronx have evolved. And I can elaborate a little on that. Like they used to have a lot of good Bronx, but not the numbers they do now. So a rough stock rider might draw one out of four, like a really good horse he can score on, but the other three he can just cover. Now the odds have increased because of the breeding program and how many years these stock contractors have been into that. So a rough stock rider has a better chance of drawing three of the four good horses in order to win. But the care they have and what they put into their events is amazing. And then, of course, on the time to vet in, the roping and the barrels, the horses are everything. That's their everything. That's what they're getting back to to take care of. And it just goes hand in hand with what we're doing with what Katie, what you're doing, helping people with horses. It is it's no different. A person that is going down the road rodeoing. It's their horse that keeps them going as is the people that are um, recovering from anything, anything trauma or trying to be able to learn how to walk. It's the horse 
that's the common denominator. That's amazing. Yeah, the horse really is the common denominator. You kind of referenced two things. Maybe we could just do a shameless plug. You referenced the North Dakota Cowboy Hall of Fame as well as the Cowboy Channel. So people that maybe um, are, are new to the Western lifestyle or they've just started listening to this podcast to hear about horses and healing and they have interest in um, the Western lifestyle, maybe you could just briefly touch on what the North Dakota Cowboy Hall of Fame is all about and the Cowboy Channel. Oh, definitely. And I did throw a lot out there because it was a lot. And you saw that, Katie, there. There was, everybody was there from three to four different states at least. But what I see, the North Dakota Cowboy Hall of Fame is working really hard at promoting our history, our heritage, um, anything rodeo, horse, ranch related in our state. And it's so important because if we don't have these things documented, the stories of the, the cowboy champions or the fifth generation rancher that has a story, it's going to be lost. And they put so much energy and effort into getting funds raised to have a beautiful place like they have in Medora to showcase it. And then they're out there at all these events promoting it as well. And that's, you know, you don't have a future without history. I heard that a lot this weekend. And that is so, so true. And they're just doing their job at promoting everything we love. They did put on that big dummy roping for the youth. That was amazing. There were so many kids that got to win some prizes and got to compete that didn't have a horse or had to bring a horse. They were dummy roping and I saw the happiest kids of the weekend there. And then there was actually um, Dakota Cowboy, another show that's getting gaining popularity. And that is, I think, helped by the Cowboy Hall of Fame as well. I hope I'm not wrong about that, but that's on BEK. And Wild Bill is the host of that. And he talks to different um, ag-related rodeo people, whoever he can get his hands on promoting the industry as well. And then, of course, there was the um, Cowboy Channel, which is a national network. You can get it on an app on your phone. Some of it's free, and I think it's pretty cheap if you don't have it. And they're showcasing rodeos all over the country. So they were there showcasing our Badland Circuit cowboys and cowgirls. So it was national recognition, which is absolutely fabulous because our people up here can compete with the best of anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if we just want to kind of branch off that and talk a little bit about a couple weekends ago, we're, we're lucky to get to hang out a lot on the weekends when we were in uh, Billings, Montana for Wrangler finals. And just like you said, every rodeo matters. Our people can compete with anywhere. Talk about North Dakota bringing home the, the pocketbook change. Um, didn't your husband say the North Dakota junior high and high school kids brought over 200,000 home in prizes and cash? Yeah, Katie, was it? I mean, it was incredible when we were out there. So Katie and a few other families from North Dakota, probably a handful or more, um, went out there to rope. And there's been our guys, you know, older dads, whoever has been going out to Billings forever. It's been going on about 17, 20 years, I bet. And that's part of the Wrangler Roping um, Productions. Dennis Tryon out of Montana started that and it has just blown up. So it's given opportunities for our kids to rope with professionals and work through the number system, kind of like golf, except it's team roping. So they have a big finals every year out in Billings. And we had 
our North Dakota families out there and something special about, I mean, I guess we're biased, but our family seem to stick together and cheer everyone on. And that support helps the kids. You can just see it no matter what, because there are ups and downs and there's way more downs in this business than ups. So you need to have that support system stemming directly from your family and who you're surrounding yourself with. And our kids just shine and they rope together. They push each other. They mess up and they hold each other accountable. And they really made a strong showing and everybody saw it from whoever was watching. And what else happened there was, again, we're just, we're all united building those friendships, keeping that tradition alive how we can nowadays by roping and promoting it. And yeah, I think, I think we're doing all right in North Dakota. It seems like. I think so too. And it's so, you know, the work that, that you all are doing over at uh, Dakota horse magazine and, and your equine business, um, JT family equine and us over here at TR for heart and soul. It's really about just developing those relationships. And I'm so proud to say we are North Dakota strong and it's been fun just to highlight what's going on in the, in the world and, you know, definitely our region. And I just noticed, you know, when you jumped on Facebook or Instagram after this weekend, how awesome it was for our region. Um, if we, you know, step back to Billings and then this weekend to the um, Badland Circuit Finals, how many like little girls, their mom posted pictures with Lisa Lockhart, Jessica Rotier, Molly Otto, you know, these are role models. And I'm so happy to be in an industry that these are great role models for our kids. And whether you have experienced trauma, you have a disability, um, you've just got your first horse, wherever you are in life, it's so it's so amazing to be a part of North Dakota and what Western the Western lifestyle means and rodeo today. Wouldn't you agree? I couldn't agree more. And the thing about rodeo, yes, it you are hauling a horse and there are some other variables, but it seems like these champions are more tangible than an than a NFL player. They don't just come NFL players don't just come to North Dakota or hockey, you know, some of those big leagues like I don't even know how to talk that talk where our rodeo cowboys you might see them in Watford City at the NDRA final some of those guys were at the circuit finals this weekend and they're superstars and they're working just as hard as anyone in the NFL if not harder especially those moms that are competing and they're showing other females that you can do it all as well it's not easy to juggle a family and there's lots of sacrifices, but it's exactly what you're doing, Katie. You're just showing, leading by example, work day in and day out at having a dream and dreams aren't always easy, but if you keep working at it, you know, they are tangible. And in the meantime, horses are just magical along the way and we never stop learning. There's not one person that is great that will say, I'm not, I'm done learning. That's the thing about horses. There's always a new horse. There's always a new challenge. There's always a new, an event we could go to to get better. And maybe that'll just, I don't know, keep us young <laughs> and keep inspiring. Absolutely. And I think uh, we just, uh, maybe a month ago, we had JB Lord on our show and it was so fun. And 
my husband has went back to what he said. You know, I bet a million times since he listened to that podcast, which I'm really impressed he listened to us talk, Tisa, but how <laughs> JB said, um, you know, really what you can give is time. And you're going to see that in the foundation of your kids. You're going to see that in the foundation of your horses. And it's so important that every relationship needs time. And this weekend was a kind of a prime example. My husband, he was at the Perf on Saturday night and uh, our son was down talking and, you know, everybody's wearing their black felt cowboy hat. And he was wondering like, who is that kid talking to? He's been down there for, you know, an hour. I told him to come back up here. And then our kiddo got up and he came walking back up to the stands and it was JB. And he said, I'm just so happy to be, you know, sitting here supporting my boy. So I just love how it comes generation to generation. And these cowboys and these cowgirls are definitely practicing what they preach. Yes. And they're in it to carry it on and they will help. Most of them will help any youth if they have the time. And that's where it's at in our youth. And only the veterans can carry it on. And before we get off, I know we, we both have, you have a lot to go do. I know that. Um, every committee member doing whatever, whether they're putting on a trail riding play day or a fundraiser, for our Western Wranglers or whatever it is, it doesn't go unnoticed. It is helping someone. It is probably saving lives that you don't know or making their days better, which essentially makes lives better one day at a time. And just from our side too, I know we're just getting started in this Dakota Horse Magazine and we just, we want to touch as many people as we can. So don't think we're not trying to get to places and highlight you, North Dakota. That's that's exactly what we're trying to do. So is it fair to say before we jump off, Tisa, if, if they have a story or they want their voice heard, you know, they want their horse's perspective seen or they have an idea how to make our industry, the horse's lives better, whatever it is, can they they reach out? We'll drop your um, information for the magazine in the comments. 100%. We love hearing it. We're starting to get a little feedback and that's so nice. So nice. Well, as always, it's so nice to chat with you. Um, I know you probably have a hundred other appointments, so we'll let you get going on your day, but um, we'll get to hang out again next week on our next podcast. That's right. If not in the meantime, I will see you soon. Thanks, Katie. Yep. Thanks for all you do. See you soon. Bye-bye.